Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Joe and Michelle Roberts, welcome to Hartzell and welcome to the Sanctuary Community Church. To all of our guests, it's already been acknowledged. I'm seeing people I haven't seen in quite a while. This hand clap is just for you and we welcome you. The sinners of that day who platted the crown of thorns placed them on his head and crucified our Lord, did not realize what they did that day with Christ. Matter of fact, it would be written, had they known what they had done. They would have left him alone. But they actually was used of God to symbolize a truth. And as I begin to read and study and research, Numbers chapter 8 verse 10 through 12 brings about an astonishing portion of Scripture when you read it and apply it to what Christ did. And thou shalt bring the Levites before the Lord. And the children of Israel shall put their hands upon the Levites. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord for an offering of the children of Israel that they may execute the service of the Lord. And the Levites shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullocks. And thou shalt offer the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering unto the Lord to make an atonement of the Levites. And I know on the surface of this, it may go over our heads. But in the Old Testament, the sacrifice put away the sin. It rolled the sin forward, Brother Weaver, another year. It pointed to a future date. God's love for humanity moved him to not want men to die for their sin. So a substitute would be provided or would be made. And when you look through the Old Testament and when animal sacrifices were made, shed blood always indicated death. Because death was the penalty of sin. But what it just leaped off of Scripture when I began to learn of this and study this, that hands were laid upon the animals of sacrifice as a form of transferring sin. 
So if we go back to Numbers, the children of Israel, I feel the Holy Ghost just to help us tell, would lay hands on the Levites, transferring their sin into the Levites. And the Levites would then be laid hands on by Aaron, who would sanctify, who would bless. And the Levites would then go into the office of the ones who would offer the sacrifice. But what was happening then was it was when the Levites would offer the sacrifice, it would reciprocate all the way back to the children of Israel who would provide the sacrifice for atonement. Their sins would be dealt with. The people put their hands on the Levites and the sin was transferred onto the priest. And the priest then laid their hands on the bullock and then killed it. Do we see what, what God had in mind here? It was a transfer. The people did not have the answer for their sin problem. But in this dispensation and in this time, their sins were transmitted from the people to the priest and from the priest to the bullock. And, and when I said a bullet, they could have used, and they did use different animals, but in this portion of Scripture, a bullet was used. That's a big beast. It was a sin offering because God understood that sin and didn't want us to ever forget sin is a big issue. And after the sins were transferred onto this big beast, in killing the beast, they in effect destroyed the sins of the people. Every year it had to be repeated. Deuteronomy 34.9, And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Notice that the hands were laid on Joshua by Moses, and Moses' anointing was transferred onto him. And you may sit and wonder this morning, why were hands used? Psalm 7 and 3, O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hand, Hands are representatives of actions that we commit, our works. We work with our hands. When hands are laid on the hand or the head of the sacrifice, it was as though the priest was saying, the sins of my hands are now transferred off of my life. The things which I have done is being transferred into this bullock, and therefore that bullock would die for their sin. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Since our hands committed sins, it's our hands that are laid on the head. Laying them on the head represents judgment put on the sacrifice. Many have a friend, maybe you have said this, I don't want this hanging over my head. Anybody ever said that? Single-handedly, the work committed by Adam brought sin into the world. See what the Bible says about what happened due to the 
to Adam's acts in Genesis 3, 17 through 18. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Watch this. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Thorns, somebody say thorns and thistles. Thorns would be in the ground where Adam would return due to his sin. Thorns will be around your grave, Adam, to remind you of your sin. Sin is associated with death. So the place of Adam's death, the ground would bear the thorns. Israel is described as a vineyard throughout Scripture. We find that Israel would produce wild grapes, grapes that were rejects. So God said this in Isaiah 5, 6-7, And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the men of Judah his pleasant plan. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry. When I think of thorns, I think it could be associated with, with the cares of this world. When you think of thorns, it's the cares of this world. It's the reaction or response from the ground because of Adam's sin. But Matthews 13 and 2, 22 said, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of the world. And the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Paul's thorn in the flesh existed because Paul had the potential to sin in the flesh. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given me a thorn. Somebody say a thorn thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. The symbol of sin is a thorn. It's a reminder. Sin and death always go together. But with that in mind, Jesus became the sacrifice for our sin. Bullocks merely represented what Jesus would become when we believe. Somebody say, believe that Christ died to remove our sins. It's as though, I feel the Holy Ghost, it's as though our hands are laid upon the head of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Ooh, I hope you're hearing this. And that is the reason that a crown of thorns was placed upon his head. Yes, he died, but you must place your hands on his head. They laid their hands 
on the heads of those bullets. But what it did, it reciprocated back to the children of Israel because they had laid their hands on the Levites. And what they did that day when they laid that crown of thorns on his head, they transferred their sin upon our Savior. But here's what you and I must, we must do this today. We must believe. We must believe that when we lay our hands upon the perfect sacrifice, some say all are saved since he died for all, but that's not true. Without repentance, somebody say repentance. There is no beginning of salvation. You must first come to Him in faith believing. And when you come to Him in faith believing, you must lay your hands on His head. And I'm saying that sort of speaking. When you walk to this altar or stand in your seat and lift your hands and pray the prayer of faith and and confess your sins and ask God to forgive you What you're doing is laying your hands on the perfect sacrifice. What you're doing is doing a divine transfer. What you could not do for yourself. What you could not do in your righteousness. What you could not do in your talent or ability. You lay your hands upon the man. And when you begin to confess your sin. As sin and death was pressed upon him. As the Levites laid their hands on the head of the bullock of the sacrifice. My sin, brother Jeff, my sin was transferred to him. My unrighteousness, my filthiness, my sinful nature was transferred to him. And then it was all shown by the crown of thorns on his head. He is our sacrifice. Hebrews 10 and 12, but this man, say this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Hebrews 9, 26, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, somebody say now, once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin By the sacrifice of himself. I don't know if you're seeing this in scripture. But the invisible God robed himself in flesh. And he took upon the sin of humanity. He did what a bullet could not do. He did what a lamb could not do. He did what a turtle dove could not do. He became the sacrifice himself for you and I. If you believe he was your sacrifice. How many believe he was your sacrifice? How many believe he died for you? we got to resurrect that faith. Well, he may have died for this. He may, no, no, no. He died for me. He died for you. I've got to resurrect that faith on this passion week to come to an understanding. He died for me. He paid the price for me. Your faith was as though when you received the baptism of His Spirit, your faith was as though you laid your hands on His head. 
Your sin was transferred onto His head. Then you made Him your Savior. What I'm afraid is happening in this hour and day that we live in, we're scared to lay our hands upon His head. We're scared to let our faith be activated to believe that I can rise above our sin and our shame and our condemnation and we continue to walk in defeat when we have a Savior that once and for all put away the sin by the sacrifice of Himself. But we, we, somebody say that's me. I must rise to the occasion and understand I've got to make Make him savior of my life. I've got to make him my savior. I know it's cliche-ish. I know the denominal world uses it. But if we could resurrect it on this day. The Lord must be our personal savior. More than shaking a preacher's hand. More than just repeating a few words. But when we say he's my Lord and my Christ. He is my Savior who took away the sins of the world. But not only that, he become my personal Savior. We've got to get that to believe it. And when you make Him your Lord and Savior, when you take upon His name in baptism, we begin our journey with Him through faith, through repentance, through baptism in His name. And He promises us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. When you receive the gift of salvation, the thorns of death will not sting you. When you take your last breath on this side, you've just entered into the portal where death cannot reach you. It cannot touch you. It has no power over you because what he did on Calvary has been applied to my life and the thorn of death can't get to me. It can't sting me. It can't rob me of my joy and my victory. When you laid your hands on him, Oh, here's where I, when you laid your hands on him and removed your hand, you shouldn't find thorns in your hands. They should all be on him. Because if there's one thorn still sticking in your hand, that's something you're still trying to hang on to. But when the thorns, I said represented sin. When you lay it on his head and you remove your hands, the thorns of this flesh should remain on his head. Because God did not save you for your growth in him to be obstructed. Because thorns obstruct growth. you got to get the thorns off of your hands and live for God. You've got to rely on the cross all of your life. Not just one moment in, not just when you receive the Holy Ghost at an old fashioned altar, not when you get, come out of the water speaking in a heavenly language, not, not any of that. We've got to wake up on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday. I've, I'm relying on the cross every day of my life. 
Why? Because it keeps the thorns from growing again in my life. It keeps sin from ruling and reigning. You want to know why? I'm going to rely on the old rugged cross. Somebody say the cross. I got to get the thorns off my hand. Anybody ever tried to get a thorn out of your hand? Anybody ever got a needle? I can just get it in here and I got to push it out this way. Or, or splinter. I hate a splinter. Splinters are painful. Thorns are painful. You want to get some roses before you get to the flower. You got to make your way through the thorns. Kind of like life. Before you get to that, that, that beautiful rose that unfolds in God's timing. The thorns and cut sometimes. Well, that hurt. Why, why, why didn't? Why can't I just have the flower without the thorns? God knew what He was doing when He made the rose. The thorns remind us of His mercy and grace. But when we make our mind up to serve and walk after Him and live for Him, when we allow thorns to regrow in our life, when we allow thorns to manifest. They keep us from growing forth and being all that God created us to be. And if we're not careful, as so many have, well, I'll transfer a little bit of my sin to Him, but I'm not going to transfer all of it to Him. Those who never transfer all of their sins to Him struggle in life. They struggle in life. Matter of fact, Revelation 20 and 11, And I saw a great white throne and Him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Those that never transferred all of their thorns, sins, to Him. Fruit would have grown unhindered with no thorns. So too would man have been godly without Adam's transgression. If you can believe in His death, if you can believe in His death and move in that faith into obedience to believe the Gospel, you will have a testimony as 1 Corinthians 15.55 O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? No thorn of death and sin will sting you. For He took the sting, the, the sting out of death for you to free you from it. Death has no sting in us. If you've been buried in His name, if you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, death has no sting in you. You will rise again one day. 1 Timothy 2 and 8 said, I will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I want to talk to you for a few moments about living in this present world without any thorns. Thorns of guilt. Thorns of condemnation. Thorns that would keep you from being all that God called you to be. Yes, we're living forward to the day that you know God's going to call us home. Yes, this, this life will be over. But until then, 
It's the will of God for us to walk in liberty and walk with our hands lifted before heaven and say, you know what? I don't have any wrath and I don't have any doubting. God saved me. God resurrected my life. He brought me to an abundance in Him. And the thorns of this flesh will not hold me captive. When I raise my hands in worship and praise, it has a special meaning to me. I don't know about you. Because I know where I came from. I know what God did. I I remember God taking the thorns out of my hand when I laid my hands on Him and said, I can't do this on my own. I can't do this by myself. And when I removed my hands from His head, the thorns that was in my my hands and the the, the cares of life that fulfilled a, a part of my life and sin that ruled and reigned, They're now on his head. They're not on mine. Well, Pastor, how can you walk around with your head head held high? I can tell you why. Because my sin ain't on me anymore. My sin ain't on me anymore. My sin's on the head of Christ, which bore the thorns, which bore the crown of thorns, which he took for us. Just like they laid their hands on the heads of those bullocks. The sins was transmitted into them bullocks and they died. When we lay our hands. You ever done this before, Lord, in the name of Jesus? God, I anoint my mind. God, anoint my thoughts. I don't want to think those thoughts. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When you start praying and declaring bold prayers like this, you're removing, you're taking thorns that's been in your mind, thoughts that have been erected in your thought process that have kept you with a defeated mentality. It's kept you from moving forward in progress and growth. And when you come into a place like this and you see smiles on people's faces, you see people with with joy in their heart, and you go, man, I know what they've been through. Man, how do they come in here and do what they do? How do they worship like they worship? How do they... I can tell you how. When you understand the crown of thorns, when you understand that the thorns was the result of sin, the thorns was the result of Adam's sin in the garden. It was a prophecy that God would give them in the garden and it would follow him all the way to Calvary. But when they laid that crown of thorns on his head, he took the sin and the judgment he he pronounced on them. You remember, that was the first consequence of sin. There would be thorns that they would have to deal with for the rest of their lives. He took that upon his head and said, I'm going all the way back to my first pronounced judgment. And I'm going to Take that upon me. And I am going to pay the sacrifice so that my people one day can raise their hands without any thorns. Without any guilt and without any condemnation. And we can lift our hands in a sanctuary and offer worship and praise to a God that took our place and paid the cost for us. Maybe this brings into 
an understanding greater. Draw nigh to God as musicians come. Draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. If you don't do anything today before you leave, this altar needs to be a place where you walk to in just a few moments. I don't care. the You can't even lift your hands because all you do is see thorns in your hands. You understand these hands have caused so much problems and these hands have caused so many issues in your life. But when you understand, sir, that He died for me just like He did you. And if I've got thorns in my hands today, because of the crown of thorns that was on His head, I can walk to an old-fashioned altar and thorns may be in my hands. Sin may be in my life. The thorns representing sin, okay? But when I come to an altar, I can ask God to forgive me of my sins. And when I begin to repent of my sins, I begin to cleanse my hands. I begin to rid my hands of the sin that they have caused. And when God gets finished with you, the Bible says He will cleanse your heart. We cleanse the hand. But God has a way of purifying the heart as only God can. What you can't do, He does. What you couldn't do in the natural, He did for you. What you could not do in and of yourself, He did. And as you stand to your feet, oh, maybe you're sitting here today and if you were to look at your hands, they're so full of thorns. You're holding a crown of thorns. You're holding a, a replica of what they placed on Jesus. Little did they know. Little did they know when they placed that crown of thorns on his head he was handling things all the way back to creation all the way back to the fall of man I'm going to take the curse I pronounced and I'm going to take it upon my head the thorns because he did that we can walk to an altar. Some of you may be feeling it already and you're going to step out of your seat and begin to walk to them. What you're doing is you're going to lay your hands upon the head of Christ. You're going to lay your hands and you're going to lay that, that crown of thorns. You're going to lay that, those thorns that are in your hands, that sin that you've carried. That secret that nobody knows but just you and God. 
That secret that plagues you every day. That secret life that nobody knows about. But when you take that crown of thorns and you lay it upon Him, you lay your hands upon Him, it removes it from you and it places it on Him. And because He bore our sins, we can now lift our hands without wrath, without doubt. God, did you really forgive me of that? Did you put it on his head? Do you mean I can really walk in victory? And not? Did you put it on his head? Because if you put it on his head, you don't have to doubt that he forgives you. Did you put it on his head? You don't have to worry. He took care of it. He's took care of it. You've just got to release it. Place it on His head. And know He paid the sacrifice. He paid the sacrifice for you and I. All across.